it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm here with a, I'm having like a little bit of a fanboy moment right now because uh, I'm a big fan of this guy and I'm probably going to mispronounce his name. So I'm going to go out on a limb and do it. I'm like shaking. It's Jeremy Zucker. 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 It's okay. Honestly, people say like Zucker, Zucker. Zucker. Either of those. Zucker. All right. Now you guys know. Yes. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. How are you? I'm good. I'm a little tired. Yeah. But I'm good. Where'd you fly in from? You're on your Asia tour right now, right? Yes. We came in from Tokyo yesterday. We landed in the morning and then I had a show that same night. And that was yesterday. That was yesterday. And it was a great show. I was there. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, well, thank you so much for making time. I know you're probably booked with a lot of PR. A little bit. Random stuff. But mm-hmm. we appreciate you making time. Uh, we're going to just get to know you a little bit better throughout this next 45-minute hour or so. Cool. And... Um, I don't know. I'm a fan, so I feel like I already know you kind of bit, which is kind of ca- like creepy and stalkerish, but that's just the internet. Yeah, that's the internet. But you yeah. don't have a Wikipedia. Do you know I that? don't. I, I What's should. going on? I don't know. You. I've had like people, I've even like tweeted like somebody make a Wikipedia page <laughs> for me because I don't want to make it like on your own. On my own. That's yeah. like kind of lame. But so a lot of people have tried to do it. Uh-huh. And for whatever reason, Wikipedia like doesn't think it's real information or they just like don't care about me enough i don't know no 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 something's going on yeah. like we got to figure this out um so do you guys do you have like a fan fandom name or like names for your fans it honestly is like different depending on the country oh is it now um but my favorite one that has popped up is jerry's jerry's yeah so all you jerry's need to go and make this happen yeah well let's not have a name for this <laughs> it could just be my fans <laughs> um okay so um we have a bunch of facts here that our writers and producers put out for us. Cool. So we're just going to run through them real quick. You are from New Jersey. Yes. Franklin Lakes. Mm-hmm. And you currently live in Brooklyn. Yes. Um, and you started doing music, I guess, I, I saw you started playing the guitar in like fourth grade. Yeah, right so. mm-hmm. And then when did you start like actually writing music? I honestly started writing music right when I started learning the guitar. Mm-hmm. Because the first thing I did when I picked up the guitar was started covering songs from my favorite bands. And mm-hmm. a big one was Blink-182 for me. Yeah, And their songs were so simple. Just yeah. like, you know, power chords, like C, G, A, mm-hmm. F. Like, that would be a whole song. And so it was really easy for me to just start switching the lyrics around and, like, changing the melodies. And eventually mm-hmm. I was just writing my own songs. Um, the first song I ever wrote was probably, like, within the first year of me picking up the guitar and it was like an interpolation of the song The General by Dispatch. Uh-huh. And I basically took all of the chords and moved them up two frets on the on the guitar and then just wrote my own song around it. And then from there, like writing came super That's awesome. What were you writing about 
at that. What was the lyrical content? It was at actually that time? pretty cool. So, really, um, I don't want to disclose the song name because in case it exists on YouTube, when people be, will find I'd it. I'd be very embarrassed. <laughs> um, but it's about my brother being afraid of heights. Oh, and like a, a really long time ago, I must have been like eight years old. My family took a skiing trip, uh-huh. and we went. Like, this one mountain was really, really sketchy. Yeah. And we had to, like, hike up it. There were parts we couldn't even, like, ski across. And, like, my brother was freaking out. Like, panic <sighs> attacks from, like, yeah. we could have slipped. Like, if somebody slipped, and died. they would have died. Like, not a fun <laughs> family vacation. Um, but, like, yeah, I wrote about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah no. I've had reason. those moments where I was, like, trekking up a mountain. I was like, I'm going to die. Like, they yeah. could very, really truly happened yeah it's like being on a boat and like being afraid that it could like gonna, sink yeah once you hit like regular land and you're you have both your feet on the ground it's like feel so much better it's a relief um are you good i saw you were a snowboard instructor for mm-hmm. your first job are you mm-hmm. a good snowboarder do you ski as well or um i like grew up skiing but switched to snowboarding it's a cooler um, thing Is yeah that it's what cooler, it is? <laughs> and i can't i wish i could still ski but i really can't oh you can't at all no man I, I put on skis and i feel so clumsy but yeah i was a snowboard instructor um and i taught like little kids how to how to ski and snowboard at our local mountain. Nice. It was wholesome. Last time I went skiing, I broke an eye. Broke an eye? <laughs> I had an orbital fracture. I literally, oh, literally, broke, I literally broke my eye. It was terrifying. Um, I was like, oh, I'm going on vacation for the first time in years. I'm so excited. And then my brother went down and I saw him like flip over. I was like, oh, shoot. Like, I got to go save him. And then, of course, the same thing happened to me. But I <laughs> projected off of a mogul. And it was like slow motion. We are like, I'm gonna fucking die. And I landed on my face. Oh my God. I went to the doctor and I was like, this is painful. And like nobody could speak English. So like, no, you're fine. How many fingers? I was like, five. Like, no, definitely two, but you're okay. Just go home. And then I went to the hospital back in Korea and they're like, you've broken your eye. And How uh, do you break your eye? So I landed like legit on my left eye and I had a goggle on. And I guess it like pushed all the bones around it. And so it was like inflated, inflated like a tennis ball. And then I was like, I'm going to die. I'm going to go blind. <laughs> the eye doctor goes, so you're probably going to lose vision. You might not see color and your eye just may become useless. Now, can I get an autograph? And I was like, really? You're going to break this news on me? And then ask for an autograph. Oh my God. So, so that was the last time I was on snow. Can you, is it working? It's working. I'm yeah, great. I was going to say, you look we're good. all good. Yeah. We're all good. But, um. Snow and I don't get along very well, but so I'm jealous of that. Um, so you started writing, I guess, from a very young age. Mm-hmm. Um, were your parents like very encouraging of you doing music and all that? Um, it's funny. It wasn't really anything that my parents really like knew I did until. Oh. I don't even know. Like, they always knew, but they never really like. Actually, no. That's a, that's a lie. No, the first song I wrote, I like played it at a talent show. In elementary school, mm-hmm. I think that's when they knew. Okay. But music was always something that I like did alone in my bedroom, uh-huh. like quietly, so nobody could hear. Mm-hmm. Um, it was always something that's super personal to mm-hmm. me. Um, I would never be like, "Hey, mom and dad, listen to this song I wrote." Yeah, like, that would that was weird to me. So, I mean, the the crazy part is, so, but you still went to you went to college and you graduated, mm-hmm. um, and you were on the pre med track. Yeah, but you were like your music was taking off as you were. In college. How did you balance that? That's crazy. So basically when I first got to college, um, the first class that I took, I didn't get to choose my first class. Uh It was this like freshman year experience type thing. And they threw me into a film class. 
which was really awesome. And I ended up having an amazing time. And I was like, I'm going to be a film major. But the other side of me is like, okay, how realistic is it to have to be successful in a creative field? You need to be logical. And I was like, okay, I'll do medicine because I was always right. really into science. Right. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll major in film and I'll, I'll do the pre-med track. And I looked at it on paper a couple weeks later with my advisor at school. And they were like, yeah, if you do film and if you do pre-med, you'll have like one, cl- one class you can take that's outside of both of those between all of your requirements. So it's like really tight. If I were to yeah. miss like a class, then if I were to miss two classes, I wouldn't be able to graduate on yeah. time. And I don't want to like cost my parents an extra like absurd amount of money to go to college <laughs> yeah. in America amount. It's great. Um, but yeah, so then I was like, okay, I guess I'm not doing film. Um, I'll just take a, do a major that aligns more with pre-med. Mm-hmm. So I ended up majoring in molecular biology. Sheesh. And yeah, and it was smart in, much. It was, I mean, science comes easy to me <laughs> uh-huh. for whatever reason. Like I'm really not good at like math and history and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but science just came super naturally and I was like, okay, I could do well with this mm-hmm. and I could, you know, study medicine and yeah, yeah. hopefully enjoy it. I didn't really know if I was going to like it or not. I'm kind of squeamish now that I think about it. So I probably might not have been like that <laughs> yeah. great at it. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it just, music was always the thing that I did at home on the side, like when I'm not with friends, right. when like I'm done with my homework or whatever. And it did start to blow up towards the end of college. And I always knew I was going to graduate college. Like I never would have not went to college to mm-hmm. pursue music. So when I was all the way three years through and signing record deal before my senior year of college, I was like, I'm not going to drop out. Like right. what if music doesn't work? Right. You know, very practical. Yeah. That's like, that's pretty much me too. So mm-hmm. I went through four years at Boston College. Oh, nice. And I had a job at Deloitte Consulting doing strategy. <laughs> Classic. I have some friends there. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then life happened and then I became a singer. And Sick. so that's, uh, I completely understand where you're coming from with that. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's very unpredictable and you have no idea yeah. what's going to happen. Totally. Um, were your parents okay with it? With you like not going like pursuing medicine and all that um, kind of stuff? Or? Yeah, well, they were okay with it because they could see that. The only reason that, I mean, my mom would like, I could do whatever I want mm-hmm. and like pursue my dreams and like be broke forever. And yeah. I think my mom would be okay with it, uh-huh. would be happy about it. But my dad was like, you're going to give this two years. And if you're not where you want to be in two years, then you're going to do something more practical. Yeah. Not telling me what to do, but saying like, that's what you let's should be realistic. Do. Yeah, let's be realistic. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's funny, like, Whenever somebody calls me like practical, uh-huh. it's like it's like an interesting reaction for me because I am really practical and logical, mm-hmm. but I'm also like such a like a dreamer and mm-hmm. like I'm like spacey and like yeah. I like I'm like fantasizing about this like uh-huh. like a music career, right? So it's like weird to me that I can that that can happen simultaneously that mm-hmm. I can like realistically and logically think about something that's so outlandish but it could maybe happen. So how can I set my life up so it, it ha- so it has the highest chance of it right. happening? Right. And that's like, I guess how I got here is I just like, you know, was really careful and deliberate and covering all my bases and making sure if music didn't work out, I could mm-hmm. do this, but also like making sure that music worked out. Yeah. You know, that's cool. Um, I mean, I feel like you're still very early on into your career, totally. but has there been like a moment yet where you're like, Holy shit. It's um, just happened. 
I mean, those moments sort of happen all the time yeah. in different ways. But the most recent one was um, the first real show of my Asia tour, which was in Bangkok in Thailand. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I walked out on stage, there's like 600 people there screaming louder than any crowd I've ever heard in my whole life. Yeah. And like just the realization that I was so far from home and all of these people not only like knew who I was and knew the music, but they were like insanely crazy <laughs> to be there. Like they were so hyped up. I've never seen anybody so excited. Uh-huh. Um, that was a big moment for me, I think. That's um, cool. And yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy. It's still new to me. It's yeah. weird. You know? It's your first time in Asia, right? Yeah. How, what's it been like? I mean, you've done, so you've done Bangkok. You've been Tokyo. Mm-hmm. You're in Seoul now. Anywhere else? That we did um, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Kale, okay. And Singapore. Okay. Yeah. And Jakarta. Have you been enjoying it thoroughly? Yeah. Like, it's been a lot of fun. Like, yeah. I've never been to any of these places in mm-hmm. my life. This is my first time in Asia. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's been so much fun. It's been really tiring. It's a lot of flights and like a lot of promo and right. stuff like that. Um, we've had to like cancel a lot of like promo things oh, yeah. just so we can like enjoy ourselves in these countries. But um, it's just been really wild. That's cool. Yeah. Super cool. Um, so let's talk about some of the music that brought you out here to Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, we can't not talk about Come Through. Right. Um, I'm sure you've answered this question a billion times, right? Hit me. So before we do that, let's just let's say you have to do it in 15 words. Explain the creation of Come Through in 15 words. Okay, I'm just gonna. It's not gonna be coherent. That's fine. New Jersey, New Jersey. Parents home, bored, lonely, sad, and then I wrote a. Uh, Happy sounding song. Great. All right. If you guys want to know more, you guys can go to YouTube or other podcasts um, because I know you've answered it a billion times. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about like briefly, like after graduation. So you just you went home and you were just there, just mm-hmm. trying to write write music. Yeah. And that's pretty much what happened, right? Yeah. I was home, you know, like fantasizing about what my life was about to be like mm. in like two or three months. So I was like, I'm writing music in the meantime. But I just didn't have many friends around and mm. like a lot of people were in New York City and I was right. just like trying to figure out like how soon can I get out of my parents' house and move into the city because right. that's really what I wanted to be doing. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was just this weird limbo in between period that I knew I was going to get out of but it was it took time. You kind of had to go through it to get to where mm-hmm. you are. Yeah. Totally. Um, we have uh, some random questions for you as well. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite dish to cook? We have we have some information here that says you really like to cook. I like to cook. Yeah, I'm not like an avid chef. No. You know, but I can like cook a couple things really well. And then I have no skill in the kitchen whatsoever. <laughs> what? So it's like ramen noodles and like microwavable stuff? No, no, no. Like, so my favorite thing to cook and the thing I'm probably best at is chicken parm. Ooh, that's pretty intense. Yeah, it is intense. Yeah. Um, so I make... Like the tomato sauce from scratch, basically. And then I do like fried chicken cutlet Mm -hmm. in a pan. You like got to pound it really thin. Thin it out. And then you get a big baking pan and you put the chicken in and the tomato sauce, mozzarella, parmesan, basil, and then you just bake it. And it's dank. You make some spaghetti, (laughs) maybe get some like broccoli. That's good. Yeah. That's very, that was a lot more than I expected. I was going to say like maruchan noodles from college. No, no, I did do that a lot though. Yeah. But people get really impressed and they think I'm a good chef, but like that's 
It's I mean, like that and like pasta dishes. I, I feel like, like Gordon Ramsay would hire you just off that description. It was pretty good. I could open like a food truck and the only thing I serve is chicken, chicken parm. parm. Yeah. What do we call it? Parm boys. Parm boys. Parm boys. <laughs> It'll be me and my boys making parm. Parm boys. B-O-I's with a Z at the end. Boys. Boys. Yeah. Um, all right. So would you rather eat grass for the rest of your life or have everything <laughs> eat taste like grass? Do you like the the intensity of these questions coming at you right now? This is a really thought provoking provoking one because would I rather eat grass for the rest of my life or everything that I eat tastes like grass? Mm-hmm. If I'm eating grass, it's gonna taste like grass. So the question is, would I rather be eating grass or like would I rather eat grass with the consistency of grass or grass with the consistency of grass? Any other food <laughs> that I want. I mean, the other one has more options, like if everything tasted like grass, mm-hmm. no matter what, I'm eating, I'm tasting grass, grass you know? Mm. So I'd rather have the choice and in, in the consistency. I really appreciate the deductive reasoning you went through right now. I'm just logical, This man. felt like an LSAT <laughs> question right now. I'm very proud <laughs> of you. I hope it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like going back to your music a little bit, um, I really like your music because it feels very real and raw and emotive in many different ways. And I think it's in other ways very vulnerable in uh, many ways that a lot of male singers aren't willing to to be. What is it about your music writing style or about your personality or the way you process things that lets you uh, write these types of songs? Um, that's a really good question. I think a lot of it is I can't lie to myself. Mm-hmm. Like if something feels like... If something doesn't feel real to me, real to me, like mm-hmm. if I'm, for example, if somebody like sends me a song and they want me to sing it, which I don't really do, um, and it's like a good song and the melodies are solid and whatever, like if it doesn't have anything to do with my life, like it hurts. It would hurt me so much to like force myself to relate to that. Right. So I just have like a really specific ear with music and melodies and production mm-hmm. and lyrics. So like. When I'm writing my own music, I'm really curating it, like as I'm writing it, and I'll write a million things before I settle on something that I like. Mm-hmm. And I just only want to write the things that I want to hear, and I only like a like a very small quantity of the music that exists in the world. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think being vulnerable is a necessity mm-hmm. for me in that sense because, I mean, vulnerability is just you know, not being afraid of being honest, right? you know, and I have to be honest and I can't be afraid of putting music out because that's what I love to do. Yeah. You know? When it comes to, you know, like your song, All the Kids Are Depressed, mm-hmm. did you ever go through a period of that or was that more influenced of, by the people around you or fans or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm curious. Uh, yeah, I've definitely like dealt with depression and anxiety mm-hmm. in my life, but my own experiences wasn't what inspired the writing of the mm-hmm. song. Um, when I was a junior in college, my third year, I lived with three really good friends and two of them were taking antidepressants. Mm. And I was really just like, I knew, like I knew that like a lot of people are on medication for anxiety and depression, but like I was never really close with people that were. And in college, like so many kids that I knew were on them and very open about talking about it and open about talking about mental illness, which was new for me in college. Um, Because in high school, like, if somebody, you know, like, had issues with depression and, like, couldn't really stay in school, 
they were the outcast. Right, you're they were, for that. Yeah, you're, which is which awful. Which is crazy. It's, it's, like, it's not helping the it's case. Like, ki- it's like kicking you when you're down. Right. You know, it's like people that deal with that, like, need support. Right. You know, and to feel alienated, that makes it so much worse. Absolutely. And so... At college, people were super open about it because everyone dealt with it and mm-hmm. people were just educated enough to know that it's something you should talk about. Yeah. And so I was like having all these realizations like, oh my God, it affects so many people. It's not just me. It's not just these people that you hear about. It's literally everyone. Mm-hmm. Nobody is 100%. Like no. life is hard. And everybody likes to pretend that life is so easy and so fun it's all not- the time. And it's not, obviously. Yeah. And so I, I, I rarely ever start songs with a lyric. Mm. Like I'm usually just in the studio and I like make the music first and then see right. what, what I feel about that and I right. write about that. But this song started as a line in like a note in my phone. I just kind of write down things that are inspiring me or things that I'm thinking about. And one line was all the kids are depressed. And I kind of sat on it for a couple of weeks. And then one day I picked up my guitar and like wrote it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great story. No, I, I, when I first heard it, I was like, wow, that's so powerful and I love it. And I, and I loved how honest it was. Um, and so I was like, I wonder if his friends were really all depressed. Like, I I was just like curious about that. Um, but that's super cool. Um, you also mentioned that, you know, you really are very picky about the music out there in the world that you like and you listen to. Mm -hmm. So, could you give us some recommendations? What like what are you listening oh, to right now? What am I listening to? Yeah. Right now? Let me pull up my Spotify. Um people ask me that often and mm-hmm. like I can't give answers without like scrolling through it because I, I listen to so too, yeah. many different things. Um man, okay, I always say this and like I hope I'm making this band more popular because they deserve it. <laughs> but Pine Grove is like one of my Pine favorite Grove. bands. One word, Pine Grove. Never heard of them. Um, Gotta check it out. Shoot, like I don't want them. I want them to blow up, but I also don't want them to blow up. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> let me see what else. I love Bon Iver. Yeah, I love Claro's new album, Immunity. Super good. It's so good. It's like one of my favorite albums this year, I think. Um, this girl, Cheryl. She's from Hong Kong. But she lives in LA. It's spelled C E H R Y L. I was trying to get her to open for this tour for me, but oh. it was a little bit too much logistics mm-hmm. to deal with. But her album Slow Motion is so good. All right. I highly recommend that. Pine Grove, Cyril, Claro. We're getting some solid, solid answers here. Yeah. Um, I'm naming like the more unknown stuff because I'm not just going to be like Post Malone <laughs> Post Malone Cardi B yeah. Room 5 um, no it's funny like you were that artist for me really yeah like so if I, I was like doing research on you earlier today and there were like these compilation videos about you and I had in a billboard article they're like who are you listening to right now I was like I don't want this kid to get big but I do <laughs> but it's Jeremy Tucker <laughs> and then uh, I saw that I was like oh full circle and then I don't know if you're aware of this. Do you know, like, part of the reason why your music blew up in Korea? Is it because of Tay? Yeah. Yeah. From BTS? Yeah. Um, Tell me about that because I don't... Yeah, I'm asking the questions now. <laughs> <laughs> like, go for it. I don't... It was such a weird... Like, me and my team in the States were, like, trying to understand, first of all, how it happened. Yeah. And, like, just the like the context for me is so confusing for some reason because... 
you know, BTS tweeted um, a video of them like in a car and it says, Jeremy Zucker, come through. Mm-hmm. But the song that was playing wasn't come through. It was like some different song. Oh. And did you know this? I didn't see the video. Oh, yeah. There's like a tweet with the video. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's really awesome. Like, I was like, what's happening? This is awesome, but I'm so confused. Right, and then right. like everyone started tweeting at me like, yeah. oh my God, BTS just tweeted your song. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I just it's, don't. <laughs> yeah. It's this crazy, crazy power that they have. I feel like, well, they, they've always had very good taste in music, obviously. Um, and they do these things where they just like tweet out whatever they're listening to randomly. Mm-hmm. And I think like a couple of them have Spotify playlists that they like curate on their own. Mm-hmm. And I think once they start putting on songs that they like and they appreciate, like their entire fandom just kind of blows it up. That's sick. And so it was literally, I think I did an interview in like March or April and I brought your name up. And then two weeks later, uh, V, Taeyong put it up. And then all of a sudden, everybody knew about you. And I was like, that's great. But <laughs> yo, like, um, it was that same sentiment of like, that's super cool of people that you, the music that you appreciate really blowing up in that way. Amazing. Um, but yeah, they're super dope. Taeyong's cool guy. Um, have you ever met them or run into them in any No. I'll text them later. Um, so we have some research here where our writers put together a bunch of screenshots of you tweeting amazing things. <laughs> and we wanted some context oh God. on these. All right. Um, some are very poetic. Others are somewhat vague. <laughs> and um, so we just wanted a little, a little bit of clarity. Okay. Um, you have a tweet that says, Kindly fuck out of my life. Oh, God. <laughs> what were you What's speaking of? That? It was What's April the... 2nd, 2019. Oh, that was recently. God. <laughs> 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 Kindly fuck out of my life. Yes. Um, I just kind of thought that was funny because it's not, ki- it's not a kind thing to say. It is. You know? It is not. Um, God, I, if I could remember who that was about, I would tell you blast him yeah i would blast him all right well if it comes to you i don't like often feel that way where i'm like i don't need you in my life get out um because i'm like you know i'm an easygoing person Mm -hmm. and like i'm not there's no drama Mm -hmm. with me usually i don't know it's funny i'm working on this song right now that's that like has that energy (laughs) oh really (laughs) yeah kindly fuck off thank you yeah thank you very much bye um we have another one. This is from January of this year. Pop culture is not culture. Yes. Um, well, I mean, like, obviously, pop culture is culture. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I said that because, you know, these things that get so hyped up and so, like, revered by the mainstream yeah. are often, like, anti the reason that they came about. I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of an example. Like, um, I don't want to bash anyone or anything, but I mean, we can, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just basically like anything that gets really, really, really popular. Yeah. Like people then are not enjoying that or consuming it for the same reason that it got popular. Right. Like if something's really, really popular, people know that it's cool to like it or to support it. And like, then it becomes like this hype machine mm-hmm. where like everyone is jumping onto this thing, mm-hmm. not because of its value, but because it's cool to do yeah Yeah. because it's cool to do because other people do it right and that just like I don't know the bigger picture that is like pop culture is not culture but 
September 24, 2018, you tweeted, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Are you trying to be Nicolas yeah. Cage? What's going on? Yeah, um, I just loved National Treasure growing up. <laughs> and, like all of them. I just. Are you serious right now? I'm dead serious, yeah. <laughs> like people shit on Nicolas Cage, but you know, he's not like the most talented actor in the world. <laughs> But like the parts that he plays, he plays them so well. He does. It's like he Very plays convincing. this like protagonist that is so like that's super intelligent and like deliberate and right. just like when he's like putting together the plan in his mind, like the re- the realizations are amazing. And also just okay, I was thinking about this the other day because I was watching like the Amazing Spider Man, like you the know, animation one or the no, I did watch that the other day. I went down like a weird Spider Man hole for some yeah. reason. At, yeah, I watched the Spider Verse one. That was yeah. cool, and then I like went back and realized that I never saw the Amazing Spider Man two. It was on Netflix okay. in like in Tokyo or something. And there's like a scene where he like goes into this old abandoned subway. He's like, I don't know, uncovering this like path that his dad who passed away left for mm-hmm. him, and he goes into this abandoned subway and finds his laboratory like under there by like turning a subway thingy, and. Like that brought me back to National Treasure because like there's something about like somebody like almost not like a scavenger hunt, but like somebody leaving instructions behind yeah. and like all of the pieces sit there for years and years and years so until somebody is smart enough to, to like uh, to find it and uncover it. And like there's just something really, really cool about that. And Nicolas Cage is just a legend, man. So, and also that line, like, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Oh I don't even know if that's it word for word, but it's just such an epic moment. It's like, of course you're crazy enough to steal the Declaration, Nicholas. Can you send Nicholas a, a love message real quick? Send him, like, a, a shout out. I have never met such a big Nicholas Cage fan. <laughs> this is amazing. Nicholas Cage, I want, um, I want a National Treasure poster, and I want you to sign it. Or just like shoot me a text and tell and say I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence, Jeremy. That'd be huge. Yeah, I hope. And this- then my life will be complete, and then I'll quit music and <laughs> and sit in my room all day watching just that video. Think about the independence. So I guess you like kind of do you like the angels, angels and demons, and like the the one with Tom Hanks in it. What is it? The Da Vinci Code. Do you like that stuff? Oh, too? I've never seen that. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. I lo- like. I'm a huge fan of film, but I haven't seen some classics, and it's kind of bad. I feel like if you like the National Treasure, you like will the like Code. the Vinci Code and stuff. All right. And so you also tweeted, someone wow me with the random fact. This was also earlier this year. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to ask you if each fact is a wow or LOL, what the fuck. <laughs> Wait, are these, did you pick these wow facts? Um, our amazing writers did. Cool. So you can let us know. Wait, what did I just do? I feel like he just fucked something up. I haven't tweeted in so long just because like, I feel like I don't have anything. Like if I don't have anything important to say, I'm not going to say anything. You know? But stealing the national treasure. That's important. It's pretty important. Yes, I agree. I don't know. It's been a while. All right. Well, maybe you can tweet one of these and your, your followers will love it. All right. First one. It would only take an hour to drive into space. If you got into your car, turned the ignition on, drove up, to this guy at 60 miles an hour, it would take an hour, according to astronomer Fred Hoyle. Okay, well... <laughs> I don't believe this. Okay, 60 miles an hour. Yeah. And you're driving for an hour. Yeah. So that's 60 miles. 60 miles. So that just says that space is 60 miles above. Is that right? I mean, think about how high one mile is. 
True. One mile. But the world seems so big. Yeah. But if you look at like the world, the Earth from space, like the atmosphere is a tiny, tiny, tiny layer. So you buy it. You're down with it. Maybe. You know, if you fold... All right. I'm going to ask you a question again. Oh, yes. So if you take a piece of paper Uh and fold it in half, how many times do you have to fold it in half for it to cover the distance from the Earth to the moon? And obviously this is impossible because you can't fold it that many times. Yeah. But if you were to take the length of it and double it, how many times? You're clearly too smart for me. I just had a panic attack thinking about this. I like can't breathe. My chest <laughs> is like thumping. I didn't word it that well, but <laughs> <laughs> how many times? Yeah. Like two thousand times. It's like eleven. Shut up. Yeah. I don't believe you. Maybe Wait, like how twenty. Is that maybe possible? like twenty five. It's definitely less than thirty. Because every time you Double it. Like every time you fold it in half, you're doubling these existing. So if it's like, God, I'm getting like so sciencey right now. Like if it's a millimeter thick, you fold it in half, it's two millimeters thick. Oh fold it in half, four, eight, 16. Wait, am I wrong? No, yeah. Once you, <laughs> once you get up there, like the numbers get really high. I trust. <laughs> I don't know, Einstein. You're freaking me out here. Um, okay. Here's another one. The queen owns all the swans in England. Did you know that? How do you own a... Well, according to medieval law, when swans were a delicacy for the wealthy... To eat? Yeah. But they're still all the queen's properties. That's weird. It's weird. It's the British. They do things the way they want. Um, All right. (laughs) Got random stuff. You guys spent a lot of time on really interesting random things today. Um, All right. Taking it back just a little bit. Um, so, I mean, you're, are you working on any new music now or what's, what's the plan? I'm working on new music. Yeah? Yeah. Do we have like a, do we have a ideal release date for all this new music or? Um, it's not going to be in 2019. Okay. That's all I can say. All right. And what, what's kind of like, what are you writing about these days? What's kind of affecting your life? Um, well, I always write about, you know, my life Mm -hmm. and, and the things I experience. But this project is like way more honest than anything I've ever done. Like mm. I'm writing about very specific things. Okay. Um, I even like call out a person by name, which Ooh. I've never done before, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, like the title of it is this person's name and it's in the chorus and it's a little savage. But it's also like one of my favorite songs I've ever written. Who did what to you how? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's like one of my favorite ones. Okay. And I have a, there's another song that's, that's about like me graduating and leaving college uh-huh. and, and like how in that space afterwards, I didn't really keep in touch with people that I wanted to keep in touch right. with and feeling guilty about that. So it is about like really specific things, yeah. um, which is really exciting to me because I'm starting to get sick of, you know, like writing a song that's just fun. Right. You know, I mean, my songs always usually have meaning, but these mean a lot more to me than a lot of my other stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, There is one song that's going to be on the project called Somebody Loves You. Mm. That is a song I've been playing at shows. Yeah, I played it last night. Um, I don't know why I didn't anticipate that. Like, I want to keep the album a secret until, like, I'm ready to go with it. I don't know why. And I knew I wanted to play that song live because Mm -hmm. it just goes off live. Right. But, um, I don't know why I didn't anticipate having to like talk about it before it's even out, which is weird. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, anybody that you'd like absolutely love to collaborate with? 
Or like a dream collaboration? Yeah, I mean, I'd love to work with um, like Maddie Healy from the 1975 and yeah. Justin Vernon from Boney Bear, um, Paul from Laney, but I don't think I'm going to have any collaborations okay. on my album. I think it's really just going to be all me. Dope. Yeah. Dope. Um, you only get one debut album. Right. I guess it's all been EPs up until now. All EPs, EPs and singles. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so like probably 10, 12 songs, full length kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Sheesh. I'm doing that right now. Hell yeah. I'm putting that together for November and I'm about to pass out. Yeah, it's a lot of effort. It's kicking my ass. <laughs> um, cool. Well, I guess we should start wrapping things up a little bit. I guess, you know, talking to you today and then just getting to know you a little bit better. Um, what do you... Do you have like an end goal or like a dream when it comes to music or life or, you know, how you present yourself or anything? Success? Um... I don't know if I have like a visualized end goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know that I don't want to be like the biggest star in the world. Mm. Like I don't want to be like a super famous like celebrity. Why um, is that? Is there like a, was there a moment or like? It just doesn't fit with my personality. Uh-huh. Like I really value my privacy mm-hmm. and like I don't want my life to change that much. I want yeah. to keep all my friends and like I don't want things to get crazy. And also I think to reach a certain like status of celebrity you have to compromise artistically yeah um and i mean like if i didn't have to compromise artistically like and what i was what i'm doing now gets me there then like that's okay yeah you know but i don't want to sacrifice anything i'm doing just to become more popular because i think that's sort of anti the point of why i'm doing this like i'm doing this because i love to do it and because i'm expressing myself and because it's resonating with people so I don't want to change it just for my ego, mm. you know. Awesome. Cool. Um, well, I mean, that's pretty much what we got in terms of questions today. I mean, we, I really appreciate you making time to come on our humble little show here. Um, Thank you. Where can people find you online? Uh, Instagram, at Jeremy Zucker. Twitter, the same if I decide to tweet again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, guys. Um, any last message to all your fans who are listening from all around the world today? Um, thank you guys for listening to my music. Um, I hope I get to see you on tour and hang out. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks so much for making time for us. And uh, you guys, please be sure to check out Jeremy's music and connect with him on socials. And if you're nearby where he's touring, go check it out. He's a great performer. I saw it firsthand. Thanks, man. Yeah. Hell cool. yeah. We good? Thanks. Bye. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.